Hey, I'm Brian Jacobs, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Witch Police Radio. And I'd also like to personally invite you to my upcoming show, February 29th, Solid Gold Country, happening at the famous Kenmore Theatre in Morton. Tickets available through Eventbrite. Solid Gold Country with the Brian Jacobs Band, February 29th in Morton. Tickets at Eventbrite. Dark night. We talk a lot on this podcast about independent artists developing their careers and turning music into a full-time gig instead of just a hobby. One aspect that we don't discuss enough is the financial side of things. I'm not an expert in that department, but here's a guy who is. Trevor Fisher of Way to Wealth Management is a local certified financial planner who can help you start planning your financial independence. Although Trevor was recommended to me by some local musicians and past guests on the show, he can also help young people plan for their financial future, help those close to retirement map out their next steps, get young families on the road to success, and more. Call Trevor at 204-471-3011 or email him at trevor at way2wealth.ca to get your finances on the right track today. All mutual funds provided through Fundex Investments Incorporated. Ever since I first heard them as a young teenager, one of my favorite bands of all time has always been The Clash. And I'm not alone. In Winnipeg, there are a ton of Clash fans, which is why the semi-annual tribute to Joe Strummer and The Clash is always a packed house at the West End Cultural Centre. The show's back on February 7th, which, if you're listening to the podcast the day it comes out, is tomorrow. And it features Guns of Wolseley, which is basically a supergroup of local artists performing a Clash-only set. It features one of my favorite local bands, Death Cassette, as well as a reunited Crackdown and Mosa. I had a quick phone conversation with Ian from Guns of Wolseley, who's one of the longtime organizers of the event, and we talked about the show itself, why the bands were chosen, why this event continues to be popular, and most importantly, what it is about Joe Strummer's music that continues to resonate all these years after his death. Thankfully, two of the bands, Guns of Wolseley and Death Cassette, recorded a number of Live Clash songs for live sessions at 101.5 UMFM. So we've got some audio in there of them actually covering some of the songs they'll be doing on Friday night. It's a great episode about the only band that matters, and I hope you enjoy. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm on the phone again, which is the first time in a while. Uh, it's kind of nice to have this option available because, you know, I can't always meet people in person to do this. And so I guess the best way to start this one is you have an event that's happening pretty much right away. So I think we should Tomorrow. just launch right into it and you can explain sort of what is going on and why people should check it out. Yeah, right on. So this is uh, tomorrow is International Clash Day. And we're throwing a big event at the Western Cultural Center. It's a tribute to Joe Strummer and The Clash. And this is an event that we'd been putting on since 2003. We put on uh, put on about six or seven of them in a row. Uh, and over the years, I've played it with uh, four different bands. And uh, always with my buddy Ben Rodiker and uh, whatever band he was in at the time. And always with the Farrell Brothers until now. So this is the first... Uh, first year that that international clash day lines up on a friday so we figured we'd we'd uh 
take the opportunity to uh, to throw a banger of a show. So we have uh, the Crackdown reuniting for the first time in two years. We've got uh, Death Cassette who are kind of amping up for their release party in yeah. March. And then Mosa, who are uh, kind of new to the scene and uh, making some good waves. So what was the kind of incentive to do it this year? Because I know it's not an every year thing now. I mean, I had you on the show, I think it was two years back now, talking about kind of the, the revival of this event. So what was the sort of impetus for doing it now? I think the incentive, uh, you know, there, well, there's definitely incentive to throw it every year. I mean, these some of the guys who are involved want to do it every year. Yeah. Um, but you never want to kind of play out these type of events. And there were years... Um, where we put them on, like I said, year after year, and the West End Cultural Center would pack out. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of back in a different day of live music. Uh, and things have changed now, and uh, you can't do these type of events all the time. So two years ago, uh, 2018 was the 15th anniversary of Joe Strummer's passing. Well, technically it would have been December of 2017. Right, but uh, it would have been 15 years since we put the first uh, first of those shows on, so we figured that was a good time to kind of hey, let's get the gang back together to get uh, you know Winnipeg Punks unite, and we got uh, the Feral Brothers as always the headline. We got the Crackdown back together, and I was kind of in between bands that would suit the purpose, so I uh, I decided to put together Guns of Wolseley, which is yeah. uh, myself, uh, a couple guys from the Noble Thieves, a couple guys from Sub City. Uh, I got from Kids on Fire. These are all past bands of mine. Sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, we threw it for the fifteenth anniversary, and it seemed like a great, uh, great timing. Was great, you know. Everybody was in kind of that uh, that place in their lives that they were very ready to do this again. And apparently, so was Winnipeg because people came out and packed the West End Cultural Center. It felt like the good old days. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The good old days of Grandpa's Army. Yeah, yeah. Well, but maybe a bit after that when people actually still went to shows. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, with like more than a decade and a half passed since since he died, what do you think is the um, continuing appeal? Because, you know, at the time when you first started doing those shows, when you first heard that he died, you were a lot younger. Your musical tastes have obviously changed. Why is it that Joe Strummer and The Clash still uh, are relevant and why do they still resonate with you personally? Ah, super intriguing question. Yeah, I think it's always changed over the years. Uh, kind of their their appeal to their uh, their growing fan base. I'm always wondering if they continually have a younger fan base that keeps on coming up, um, because they kind of fall in between those radio singles that might alienate some of the punk rockers. Totally. And some of the, like the really gritty, snarly recordings that might alienate some of the people who like the popular stuff, and so. Anyways, that wasn't even the question. Your question was about, no, it wasn't. about me. <laughs> um, because, but, I mean, uh, just, sorry, just to rephrase it, I mean, I, I, The Clash obviously have an appeal for young people. I mean, I, I was probably 13, 14 when I first heard them, and it, it immediately had an impact on me because I was already into punk and reggae, and they were combining that plus all this other stuff. And I did back then, but do people still, do younger kids still like reggae? I, I don't know. I don't know. So, like... <laughs> Let's hope. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. For for your sake, with the show too. But yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that stuff still resonates with me, and I think part of it is because I heard it when I heard it, and that kind of age range when you first hear music that really, really impacts you, it sort of sticks with you, right? But absolutely. Now you know all these years later, uh, what does it do to you? What does it do for you? What what is hearing those songs for the seven hundredth time? Do uh, it be, besides nostalgia, because nostalgia is an off, uh, obvious fact. Sure. You wanna yeah. Throw on London. You want to throw on London Calling when you're kind of driving down the highway to that same place that you were when you listened to it at that time. Yeah. Or, um, but yeah, why I was talking about younger kids is that I'm feeling like the Clash's audience 
is aging quite a bit. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a bit of an older crowd on uh, Friday because, uh, yeah, the crowd's aging with them. And whether you got into them uh, when you were 13 or 30, whether it was 1978 or it was... uh, you know, 1995, like it was for me. Or 2005 um, for someone, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, you're still kind of aging with this band. And so then you start wondering, okay, it's something more than nostalgia here. And, you know, back in the day, I think what got most of us into it was the rebellious nature of the band. The sure. band band had that snarly attitude. They were willing to take on, take on the man, and they were willing to do it uh, in this uh, this grandiose way. And, you know, kind of larger than life, the only band that matters. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but now it's funny because back then we wanted to listen to music that kind of was rebellious, that kind of set us apart from the rest. That was kind of divisive. And then now here we are in these divisive times and it's, um, and it's almost their, their message of unity that kind of like really resonates with, I think, their older fan base. You know, we're we're no longer looking for ways to stand out, not because we want to just assimilate with everybody else, but because we've kind of already made our routes and we've yeah. already, we already proved those things to ourselves and the people around us. And so instead of going for that, that kind of uh, the rebel aspect for it, we're kind of going through like the, the unity aspect of it and what brings us together rather than what sets us apart. And I think the clash kind of had that, that, double message that kind of resonated both those ways you know they, they brought people in by being rebellious and then they kept people by by preaching unity and yeah. um that's probably the best way i could describe it that's certainly for me and then beyond the clash i mean geez like the mescalero stuff when you read a lot of books about the clash or joe strummer they do not touch on the mescaleros no, not at all yeah. and man that those are some that was some of my favorite stuff that that joe strummer ever did was um Global Go Go yeah, yeah. is one of my favorite albums. Well, it carries on and, kind of uh, the it carries on the genre bending of the Clash and takes it like even further, right? And like it brings all these crazy further, influences. Yeah. yeah, starts getting the world music in. Yeah. I love that song. Uh, I love the song. Um, well, it is called Global Go Go. Yeah, yeah. He starts talking about Nina Simone and Sierra Leone and the Scatolites in New York City yeah. and like you know it's very very worldly and it's got uh, surf and some electronica, some something for everybody, but still. It's not music for everybody. No, it's still <laughs> recognizable as that whatever that thing the Clash had is is still in that. Yeah. I'm so bored with the USA. <laughs>
you think that the time we're in right now, I know you, you kind of touched on that, but do you think that makes his lyrics in particular more relevant just because we're dealing with so much, like for lack of a better word, bullshit around the world. And like he, he was someone who could very eloquently and very original in an original way, kind of talk about that stuff in a way that made sense, but didn't, but also did, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he would use these, like uh, these, these again, grandiose, kind of like anecdotes to to tell stories but he also put things into layman's terms and like really was like kind of spoke for the people yeah and um and so i think in these times people are definitely looking for those types of bands not only uh to kind of rebel against the man but kind of bring everybody together and um you know it's like that that element of hip-hop and punk rock and reggae blended together is something you don't see as much anymore maybe you do uh, in subcultures but it's certainly not at the forefront of the music industry they like stuff to be really compartmentalized and totally. put in boxes okay what is this hip-hop okay we can sell hip-hop we know how to sell hip-hop what is this okay like uh hardcore okay we can sell hardcore to this niche crowd yeah but they don't want bad brains coming out and playing reggae and hip-hop and hardcore and like not that they played hip-hop but you know a lot of yeah yeah influence. yeah Blending the weird jazz stuff and the and the hardcore and metal and reggae, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. And I don't think it's really conducive to the music industry, whatever that beast is nowadays, to to kind of market those type of bands because it takes a little bit more uh, market research. Yeah. Um. Uh. So you kind of have to search to the to the uh, to the unknown to the subcultures. And sure, there's a lot of bands that emulate that clash sound. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. Luckily. But uh, but you still put on those old uh, like White Man and Hammersmith and there's no bands that sound like that anymore. No, you know? that, that's my favorite Clash song. Just, yeah, yeah. It just still sounds apart. That's your favorite song. It's my favorite Clash song for sure. Yeah, yeah oh. no question. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And, well, we'll definitely be playing it tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I know. I believe it. Solution. Why 
Obviously, you know, Guns of Wolseley and the Crackdown, they make sense because you guys have been involved in this since day one. But the other two bands, how did they get involved? Did you pick them out or did they approach you or how did that happen? Uh, yeah, we picked them out. We picked them out. In fact, like nobody knew what we were putting on the show before we contacted them. And uh, Death Cassette is my favorite punk rock band. Oh, they're amazing. Right Unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, uh, Mandy's kind of snarly vocals and. Uh, it just it just fits perfect for for Joe Strummer's songs, totally. and I cannot wait. I've got a kind of a sneak peek from their uh, UMFM session. They did a live video session that you could find uh, on any of UMFM one one point five social media, and uh, a bit of sneak peek on that stuff. And yeah, they're just phenomenal. Uh, and then Mosa is an unknown, and I I like to go for those unknowns. And they're a younger band uh, that appeals to me, and just just kind of gets a uh, get some youth because i mean back when you and i were playing shows started playing shows at the west end like pe- people took a chance on us and booked us totally and yeah. so uh yeah just like 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 those bands and i mean they don't need they don't need our olive branch they're they're doing great on their own they're making some great waves in the city again they're uh, like an all-female very young band yeah and uh they're just killing it and those are the kind of people that uh, we want on the stage. This year, unfortunately, was the first year ever for these tribute shows that uh, the Farrell Brothers won't be joining us. Yeah, and they're perfect for covering the Clash too. Like they have a oh, yeah. such a distinct they're, way of doing it. Yeah. They're built for it for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when we when we knew, hey, we weren't getting like the uh, uh, the old totems of this type of uh, events. We we're gonna kind of go after uh, go after something completely different. Yeah. And uh, you know, I can't. I can't lie and say that in uh, 2020 now uh, that, you know, 
having female representation on a stage, especially for an event like this, is very important. Sure, so yeah, we definitely. want to make sure uh, we're kind of inclusive, even though the Clash were all white men. I mean, that's that has nothing to do with their music or their uh, their message. And so um, having female representation on stage for a show like this is, uh, you know, is just crucial. I think yeah. I think we need that. How does this stand out from all of the other tribute shows? Because it seems like tribute shows are a huge thing now in Winnipeg and probably everywhere. But almost every weekend, there's some some bill and it's bands as bands or you know covering a certain artist or whatever. Like this is, I know this has been going on for so long, so it kind of has a different uh, history to it, I guess. But how do you compete with you know the Nirvana tribute one night or the you know uh, yeah. Green Day tribute, the, the fifth Green Day tribute of the six, past six months or whatever? Like you know, <laughs> how does this become more than just that? Aside from just the history of it, how do you compete with that? That's a that's or, a great. Does it question. need to compete with it? Like maybe maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just I don't know. I'm. You know, it's it's something completely different to see. I think four bands paying tribute to one band, yeah, rather than watch four bands do cover sets. Uh, and I think they kind of a lot of people walk a very fine line between doing a tribute and just playing a cover set it's all a, a tribute yeah. to this a tribute to sloan and like oh sloan just played the pyramid like that's yeah, yeah. they're just still around they're still making records yeah 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 and it's and it's uh but you know props to them because like i said the live music industry is hugely changing uh social media has kind of bastardized it uh and uh and you know they're 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 trying to keep with the times, and and a good way to make money and to get your band recognition is to do a, a cover set, and that's sure. great. Uh, but this is this uh, tribute to Joe Sherman Clash goes way beyond that. You know, it's kind of just like the Clash; it's a deeper message. And this is something that's been going on in Winnipeg for uh, seventeen years now. This yeah, tribute. it's a long time. Yeah, yeah. We've done it. We've done it about eight or nine times over the past two decades. And that in itself kind of makes it stand apart. It's no longer just about the bands on stage. It's about, you know, kind of filling that room with uh, a certain vibe and kind of for people who used to go to those those shows back in the day to come back and kind of feel that same that same vibe of, uh, you know, whatever whatever that show was to them back in the day. Yeah. They kind of relive a little bit of that and hopefully get something new from it, too. And get new people, new people that have that feeling for the first time, and then hopefully they become part of it for the next one, right? Absolutely, it's kind of like we kind of put on the show to be a little bit larger than life, which is why we go after the West End Cultural Center. Yeah. That's that's always been the home to this show, uh, and they're just fantastic to us. Um, and we try, we try and make it a little bit bigger because, yeah, I mean, the Clash, they, they're. I don't know if it was self-proclaimed that they were the only band matters, but that sure stuck as their tagline. It's so good. It's, I, it's perfect. I can't think of a better... I mean, like, it describes them. I mean, obviously, there are other bands that matter, but it, it fits them perfectly, and it's, like, really the best slogan I've ever heard for a band. I mean, a lot of them have nicknames and stuff, but that's that's just, like, the best. Absolutely. Encapsulates their kind of larger-than-life kind of uh, format, and, I mean, the Beatles had uh, Bigger Than bigger Jesus. Bigger Than Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, what are they going to do to... To counteract that so yeah I, I i thought that was always great yeah it's cool for sure london's burning london's burning
was a new religion Everybody sitting around watching television Rodgers put a report on now Rodgers put it down Na 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 Are you hoping to keep doing this? Like, are you thinking twenty years from down the road, you'll, this will still happen, or is it sort of just as it becomes available or becomes possible to put together? Like I said, the guys that are involved with this show, they'd be happy to do it every year because it's kind of a feeling of all coming together. It's yeah. a bunch of uh, Winnipeg punk rockers from back in the day coming coming back together. Um, but you never want to play something out, and so uh, we kind of have to teeter totter between how much we want to do it and you know how much it's still an event. Like I said, uh, like twice already in this conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. that live, live music has changed these days. It has. No, you're not, right. You're right. Yeah. Not the, not the music on stage, but, uh, but the whole kind of, uh, industry around it and the numbers of getting people out to shows, it's a lot different for local scenes. Uh, and so, yeah, you want to make sure to kind of keep it, keep people wanting more i think the next you know maybe we'll wait wait a few years and do the 20th anniversary yeah yeah that'd be yeah. great that would be really cool yeah yeah and you've I mean, been doing it for 20 years that's that's crazy and he, obviously joe Sturmer is still going to be impactful on so many people 10 years 20 years i mean it's he seems like one of those guys that you're not gonna ever grow out of being a fan right i mean there's some artists you listen to when you're younger and then you kind of forget about them and they're what they said that meant a lot to you at 13 doesn't mean anything to you at 20 or 30 or 40, but I, I feel like Joe Strom is one of those guys that the lyrics that matter to you are going to still matter to you for the rest Absolutely. of your life, basically. Yeah. They were, they were so, uh, they were so authoritative that like, if, if the, if you, if they started to mean something deep to you, then, then that's going to start to form your whole sense of self totally yeah. and then all of a sudden yeah there's no way you're gonna grow out of yourself right so well i hope not yeah <laughs> yeah so what are the details again of the show the show is at the western cultural center tomorrow night that's friday february 7th international clash day and it is uh 8 p.m we have mosa then we have death cassettes and my group guns of wolseley will be doing an all clash sets and then the crackdown is going to close it off by doing a 
a reunion show. Cool. Uh, and tickets are 12 bucks in advance from the Western Cultural Center into the music or online at Eventbrite. Or they are $15 at the door. Still a steal for uh, four bands on yeah. a big stage at the Western Cultural Center. Is there a danger of it selling out? Like, Should people be buying it online first or, or trying to get the tickets ahead of time? Uh, yeah, there's always a danger of it selling out. Um, last time we put this on two years ago, uh, I ended up with uh, 10 tickets to spare. Oh, nice. Okay. From, from selling out. So it's always a packed house. Um but uh, yeah, you never know. That that depends on Winnipeg, and that depends on uh, the weather, and that depends on everything that makes yeah. uh, makes people today wishy washy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, well, people should definitely check it out. I'm gonna be out of town, unfortunately. Uh, otherwise, I would have definitely gone. Uh, I went to a bunch of them back in the day, and and it's uh, I'm bummed that I'm gonna miss it because I love the Clash. I, I want to see a lot of these bands again, but and some for the first time. I've never seen Mosa, so that would would have been cool. But hopefully, nice. someone uh, documents it somehow, and I can live vicariously through photos or, yeah, or like that's, cell that's phone video or whatever. That's something yeah. that's uh, that social media has done great for live music is kind of documenting for the night, the the morning after. Uh, Everybody can kind of relive it a little bit as they're they're coaxing their hangovers, yep. or people can realize what they missed out on. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, Usually it's and, the latter. Yeah. Usually people realize, oh, I should have gone to that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting these days where they're like people can put like, uh, so say there's there's five events that you're invited to on Facebook on a Friday night. You could put interested to all five of them. Yep. You keep on following all five of them, and then last minute, you go to none. Uh, figure go to none yeah try and figure out which ones your friends are at or yeah. go to none and man it's so different from how it used to be oh, back totally. in the day it, you see a poster and be like well i'm gonna bet that all my friends are gonna be there so i better be there yeah that, that's my saturday night figure it out just from walking down the street and seeing yeah, yeah figure yeah. it out yeah so i need to have you back on the podcast again to talk about the subsidy thing i didn't want to get into nice. that here because i mean that's that's very exciting as well but this is I guess this is like the big event that happens every couple of years. And once that's done, I guess then you can have time to focus on other stuff. So we'll have to have yeah. a bunch of you on the show, hopefully at some point. Um, oh, that'd be great. That'd, that'd be awesome. Especially to talk with you. Cause uh, you were there back in the day. I was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way show, back yeah. in the day. It's some of the first, I, I was at one of the first substitutions. Hey, we're not yeah. that old. We're not that old. It wasn't too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. If people want to hear, uh, obviously the clash stuff, you can go find it on UMFM's, uh, website the uh, and there's video and audio of the guns of wolseley set from last time and then the death cassette set from this time the show's tomorrow at the west end cultural center you should definitely be there and if you want to hear more episodes of this show go to witchpolice.com all 450 something episodes are there for free download and streaming including the last one you were on about the previous show but that's kind of old news now although we do talk about the clash a lot so you know it's still relevant i guess right on and yeah yeah and so yeah right on um that's that's all i got for you that's that's podcast Awesome, man. Well, thanks for having me.
Genesis to Revelation, the next generation will be. And all the crowd comes in day by day. It's a 
Congratulations to Sir, I ain't got no time for that hey! Everybody smash up your seat And rock to the brand new beat This is a music mash of a nation This is a music cause I 